¿Qué onda, familia? If you're looking for a fun, feel-good listening experience, check out our podcast, Hanging with Los Otelos. My name is Shaboy Edgar, and this is my beautiful wife, Janet. Hi, guys. We're a bilingual Mexican-American married couple with two beautiful young daughters. We're ready to fully expose our life, discuss relationship drama, yours and ours, and fill you with faith, encouragement, and laughter. Se va a poner bueno, so come hang out with us. Listen to Hanging with Los Otelos on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more info, visit losotelos.com. Mama, Dada, I love it. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for Couples Therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text, sex, regrets, so feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. That was so upsetting. <laughs> I can't even take uh, how uh, you kicked us off. You hey everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. I am Naomi. And uh, we are a real life couple, a real life couple of comedians. And on this show, we take the best sets from our live show where we have comics who are close do sets together about the relationship and bring them to your ears. But you are upset by my... <laughs> Damn, we were, we're, you know, we missed our year anniversary. We missed the anniversary of the show. This is episode 53, I think. Oh, God, you guys, we've been through so much together. So 52 episodes. Gotta shake it up, baby. You do. Gotta and shake you... it up with some fun voices. Oh, some true gremlin voices. They're not, f- look, guys, it, I'm, I'm, they're not fun, all right? <laughs> I'm not telling you anything you don't know. I'm just trying to, I have a limited vocal range, all right? <laughs> You want me to sing, Naomi? Limited vocal range. You want me to do voices? Limited vocal range. range. You want you. me? You want me to scream help as we're being knife attacked in a alleyway like Batman's parents? Limited vocal range. I couldn't join you in that. I was too confused by the comparison. Um, I was just thinking of another thing you could do with your voice: scream. So, you guys, we are <laughs> coming back to you. You know, last week. We talked with Mort Burke and Ashley Birch a lot about our cats, our cat situation, where they were at. We were spinning out at the time. Because uh, that day that we recorded that, uh, I was typing on my computer. I looked down, and there's spots of blood on the ground, and our dear sweet Squee is bleeding from the ear. As you can imagine, we spin out. We're stressing. We are making emergency calls. And so, you know, some of you may be on edge. Some of you may be wondering... How are things in the feline Beck Paragon household? Maybe you're triggered. Maybe your ear's bleeding right now Probably. from that voice that I did at the beginning. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, Andy. See, now we're back in the same wavelength. <laughs> we're back in the same wavelength. We got there. We got there. Limited vocal, vocal range. range. Great. So <laughs> um, we'll t- here's the update. Just in case you were on the edge of your seat on tenter hooks. Tenter hooks? I don't know. I thought it was tender hooks, but that sounds like it wouldn't be so bad. A Squeeze. Fine. <laughs> there you go. Cat update. Squeeze is fine. He uh, either uh, either got the little, you know, on, on Cat's ears, there's like a little tiny extra flap. Yeah, I think we explained it in depth. Oh, week. I can't remember. It but uh, either he caught it on the edge of a filing cabinet or his brother Prem just like swiped at him. Yeah. 
But you know what? Honestly, he's back. He's thriving. If you looked at him, you would never even know anything ever happened. So thank God. Thank yeah. God. I, these animals, they're more resilient than you or I. They are, but still, again, we're not parents, but this is the closest we'll ever get to parents. So <laughs> this is the, you know, it's still a lot. It strikes fear into your heart. If you saw your child bleeding from their ear. Well, of course. It would be like, is there a... Is there some kind of insect in their ear just chomping away at their eardrum? What's going on? What is with your terrifying like comparisons today? I am shaken to my core. You're putting images in my head I don't want. I'm... You're like an insect chomping at my brain right now. I'm truly sorry. Well, you know what was in my head was the one Star Trek The Next Generation episode. Okay. Where there were these little kind of insect creature things. I don't things want to. I don't want in to. In the back of people's necks that was... I don't was... want to controlling them i don't want to i said <laughs> terrifying it's like my nightmare oh truly so ugh. like gem truly outrageous but the thing is uh with <laughs> with squee uh the cats are our biggest source of anxiety of course and we recently went away we'll talk about this on the next episode but we recently took a family trip to amsterdam mm-hmm. uh with naomi's mom and while we were away, this is the first time I got a cat cam. You can get cheap cat cams mm. or spy cams. You can use them to spy on anyone <laughs> if you want. Well, that was the creepy part because uh, I set the cat cam up. And then anytime I felt anxious about the cats, I could just turn it on and see that they were just chilling out. Right. You just like saw them hanging out on the couch usually. And it gave you a moment of peace. It gave you a little calm. And like literally, you know, it's like a nine hour difference. So <laughs> you'd be like going to bed and it's morning in Los Angeles. And we're like... What are the cats doing? But then there were a couple times when, you know, because of the time difference, it was like night, like dead of night. And so if you turn on the cat cam, it was almost kind of a paranormal activity situation because you would go in and you would just see the cats glowing eyes. And I was like, okay, I don't want to know. What if this is how we found out there's a ghost in the house? You know, you turn on the <laughs> cam a- in the middle of the night, something moves. And I'm like, I knew it was haunted this whole time. Well, I uh, my thoughts were a little less woo-woo and more about, like, what if I turn on the cam and I see someone breaking into the apartment? I know. And I had plans in my head about who to call. Mm-hmm. We would call our friend Anna, who was watching the cats first, and right. be like, call 911, because I was like, I can't, can I dial 911 from Europe? Exactly. Then, I don't even know. Yes, and you know, I don't know, the fees would be through the roof. It would almost be like, you've already been robbed. Yes. Just making the call to 911. Yes. And I was like... Anna will call 911 and then go over there and make sure the cats are okay. I wouldn't want Clean her to, up the glass. I wouldn't want her to walk into a dangerous situation. Mm, true. <laughs> I guess I did not like, think- We're th- getting robbed. I need you to go over there and be tough. You're a former assistant, correct? <laughs> She'd be like, I am not walking into my town. Mm. So, okay, the plan wasn't, but like the, the the creepy part of having a cat cam is what, sometimes we would turn it on and see Anna there. Right. And it would feel immediately, well, I knew I'm not a voyeur because mm-hmm. I immediately felt creeped out. Yeah, it felt and weird. And turned it off. Right. Well, like for a second I was like, oh, let me text her and be like, wave, wave at us. And then I was like, you know what? This is weird. Now she feels like she's being watched. And then immediately after I texted that, I go, forget it. We turned it off. We feel creep, creepy. Not to, look, I'm not kink shaming voyeurs out there. <laughs> Unless you're doing it without people's permission. Can Is, you can you be a voyeur with someone's permission? I guess so, right? I guess. I think anything's possible. Well, okay. In that case, I am shaming voyeurs. Going around, <laughs> peeping toms, looking through people's windows without their permission. Shame. Shame on you. Ugh, I love your hot takes and your <laughs> stances. I really, yeah. You know what? I'm coming out strong against voyeurs. <laughs> 
Um, it is, but I'm like, I would. It's interesting to like. You think you know yourself, mm-hmm. and in those moments, you're like, oh, I do know myself. <laughs> oh yeah, no, this doesn't do anything for me. In fact, I feel terrible that I've see- I'm seeing a friend just like clean a litter box. Right, watching a friend do a favor. Creepy. Um, you guys, you know what ain't creepy? All the shows we got coming up. All the shows we got coming up. Okay, not bad, not bad. I love it. Uh, Again, limited vocal vocal range. And we've got so much good stuff. We're going to be in. Naomi, don't you have some shows coming up on your own? Oh, my God. Thank you so much, Andy. It's so nice of you. Sometimes I forget to toot my own horn. Um, Washington, D.C. heads, okay? Virginia peeps. On Friday and Saturday, July 26th and 27th, this very weekend, I will be at the Draft House in Washington, D.C. I will be headlining two shows Friday at 7 and 9, two shows Saturday, 7 and 9. So, you guys, go to drafthousecomedy.com and get some tickets. Take a break from the living hell that is living in Washington, D.C. <laughs> I don't actually mean living is there is a hell. I just mean you're surrounded by creeps everywhere. That's true voyeurism, <laughs> living in D.C. But Naomi, we have a bunch of shows for couples therapy coming up. If you live in New York, on August 1st, we're doing two shows at Union Hall at 7.30 and 10 p.m. On the early show, just a, a smattering of the people that are on that show. Jean Grey, Chris Gethard, Aparna Nonchurla. And on the late show, people like Dulce Sloan, Josh Gondelman. It's going to be great. Uh, there's a ton of other people on. Uh, and then the next day, we're in Philly. We're going to do something new. Philadelphia, you're getting something new and fresh and different. We're going to be at the Good Good Theater, Good Good Comedy Theater, which we love. We both performed at before. Yeah. And uh, we're going to do a panel of comedians answering relationship questions. Live, on stage, with the audience, getting real, straight talk. Yeah. We got great local Philly comics. We got Russ Gooten. We got Peggy O'Leary. We got Chanel Ali. All fucking hilarious people we know and love, and it will be fun. So if you are in Philadelphia, come out to that show. And then back here on August 10th in Los Angeles uh, at the Virgil, uh, Naomi, I'm very excited. We've got Sabrina Jaliz is on the show. Yes, we've got Demi Adajiyigbe from Punch Up the Jam. And a bunch of other cool people. We don't want to sit here and just name lineups. So uh, if you want to go to any of those shows, New York, Philly, Los Angeles, please go to CouplesTherapyPod.com. And you get tickets there. You know what else you can do at CouplesTherapyPod.com, Naomi? Two things. Tell me. One of them. You can sign up for our Patreon. We just dropped a doozy of an episode <laughs> where we, we- We really save the Patreon for like where we spill the tea. The Patreon is where the emotions go, the longer stories go. So, hey, you might want to get down with that. $5, two bonus episodes a month. That's what you get for that Patreon. And also on the website, you can see, I mean, I, I'll get, you know what? I'll give you the number right now, but you can see the number if you can't, if you don't want to write it down quickly, if you don't have a pen on you, uh, we answer advice questions on certain episodes, uh, coming up is one with Aaron Gloria Ryan that you, uh, you're on, uh, you guys are co people well, I am on hysteria. Of, I am part of the panel, um, on her hit podcast, hysteria on crooked media. She's also been a senior editor for the daily beast. She wrote for Jezebel. She writes for TV shows and she's going to be coming in, you know, answering relationship questions. So if you want to hear from Aaron, if you want to hear her hot takes, call us three, two, three, five, two, four, seven, eight, three, nine. Ain't that the truth. Now, Naomi, uh, we have two wonderful sets. Very excited to put these out. Uh, this is from our June show. Yes. And uh, who's on the first set that we're going to send out to the listeners' ears, which are hopefully not bleeding? 
This first set is from Good Buds Iffy Wideaway and Brody Reed. Iffy is the co-host of the podcast Nerdificent on this very network. You've also seen Iffy on shows like Key and Peele and Comedy Bang Bang, and you can see him performing regularly at UCB with the improv group White Women. <laughs> Brody co-hosts the podcast The Dark Weeb, which is all about anime, and you know I'm about that life. And he co-hosts the weekly comedy show Sauce here in LA, which is very fun. Almost as fun as this set. So strap in, people. Roll it. Uh oh, there's people here. Uh oh. Uh, oops. Uh-oh. Oops. Hey, we back yet again. Hey, if you was going on. Hey, how you doing, buddy? I guess we. I guess we just talk to each other. Yeah, yeah. We I just guess we... talk, air some stuff out. <laughs> you know. It's about it time. It's about yeah. time we got to it. Cause yeah. I said to dress up tonight. Yeah, yeah. This I is... said to dress up tonight. Yeah. yeah. This is this is the yeah. I feel like this is the two different types of dressing up. Like I'm dressed, you know. <laughs> like they, I like, was you, like, you put, put 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 me in a turkey because I be dressing. <laughs> okay, first of all, if we're gonna be doing stand up together, you can't be saying things like that. Okay. <laughs> you cannot be saying Thanksgiving puns. <laughs> it is nowhere near the season for oh, that. Oh man, I mean, season for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're getting ready for Thanksgiving season, huh? Oh, oh my god. Man, yeah. Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, we we look like someone's current boyfriend and ex boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> which one? Yeah, which yeah, one yeah. though? Yeah, like which one change. do you think sells drugs? Yeah. It's not who you think. Yeah, it's not who you think. Oh. I should. We should explain for the podcast. I am technically wearing a suit. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. They're yeah, like Brody's so wearing a suit. Uh, you know, if I were to do another analogy, you're like the '70s version of the show. I'm the reboot. You know. Like <laughs> 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 yeah, you're the '90s. I'm the '70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're both pieces of shit. Yep. <laughs> um. I was moving. Let's see. What do we talk about? Let's. <laughs> I know. Uh, you know, we, we um, I do. Okay, I do. One thing I do appreciate you about a friend is yeah. that you have style. Yeah. Um, even though a lot of that style you did steal from me. Um, oh my! Oh, so we're going back to this. Yeah. All right. So yeah. <laughs> when I met Brody, he did not have dreadlocks. He okay. Did, he first of all, I have the essence of dreadlocks. <laughs> And I think we can all assume yeah, yeah, yeah. that. And no dreadlocks. And then, you know, I saw the trailer for Black Panther, and I was like, that's my new hairstyle right there. I exactly. saw Michael B. Jordan, and I was like, okay, I got to get dreads, and I got to go on keto to get a ripped bod. Uh, when, the, <laughs> when the trailer for Black Panther came out, I had the dreads with the shade sides. Yeah. And now you guys know everyone has that, because I saw the trailer, and I was just like, oh, this is immediately over. I got to start wearing suits now. That's yeah. my thing. Before that, I was wearing uh, uh, denim jackets with a puffy part. Yeah. Can't wear those now, no more like either. It's n- not even a joke. It, the, <laughs> like that outfit that Killmonger was in, like that was what Brody wore all the time. All the time. Camo pants, <laughs> baby. <laughs> I rocked them. <laughs> no, that was an era too. You remember, y'all remember Camo pants era? That was like you had Soldier by Destiny's Child, mm-hmm. Survivor by Destiny's Child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what else is going on? Um, <laughs> I was there for your wedding. We've known each other yeah, for that long. Yeah, We've yeah. only known each other for like, what, like two or three years? Yeah, was, yeah I know. Yeah. We you saw it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You saw it all? You saw it all. You saw <laughs> yeah. it. Saw I the rise and the, the fall. I saw you got married on Twitch. Um, yeah. Yeah. I had only known you for like maybe two months at the time. Yeah. But, he, but you still invited me. Yeah, I was, was like, I was tight. like, come through, and mm-hmm. we and that bonded. It solidified. We just found, you know, you're also from LA, like me. I'm also from LA. You're we're both from LA. Nerd. From Inglewood, yeah. you're from yeah. Compton, yeah. but like, you know, we come together. Yeah, we came together. You know, we're like, uh, hey, shout all beeps aside. Yeah, <laughs> Nipsey Hussle. The marathon continues right here on this stage right now. <laughs> 
Um, you have a beautiful uh, baby daughter. Hell who yeah. Is, um, um, you did not make me the stepfather, which is... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's up to you, honestly. That's the, I, mean, like, I've, I've, I did the first phase. <laughs> it's a little bit too much responsibility for me anyway, but... Yeah. I always wonder, also for you. <laughs> yeah, I always wonder about that. Like, would I be like the future in that type of situation? Where, <laughs> uh, let me fill white people in. So, uh, <laughs> so Ciara and Future had a child, and then Future and Ciara broke up, and now Ciara's dating uh, Russell. Uh, what's his face? Ooh, I don't know. I don't uh, know anybody. Russell Wilson. Wilson. See, we, he's he's a football player. Yeah. Is that correct? And okay, yeah, yeah. I know sports. And, like, I'm the anime guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And Russell Wilson is like the perfect stepdad. Like it really does. Like it re- I like yeah. I can see like I get mad for future. Like I'm like, damn. <laughs> like you're doing a good job at raising those kids. And then future, like yeah. when the Russell's like, already used to carrying teams. Yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then like, you know, he'll go, there's all these stories coming out of like when the son goes to future, he'll drop him off at his grandma's house while he goes to do the things he raps about in his songs. <laughs> <laughs> Like codeine or yeah, uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah. yeah, having good sex. Yeah, um, I would just do the exact same shit that you did if I were if I took care of your kid. That's such a weird sentence for me to say. <laughs> yeah, well, that's all I want. Like I, I constantly like once you have a kid, you think about dying a lot. You're like, what's gonna happen mm-hmm. when I go out? Mm-hmm. And I would hope that like you know, like in a like Tyler Perry movie, one of my friends step up and like. <laughs> <laughs> become the new dad. Uh, not like a Tyler Perry movie, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can't trust me. I'm the light skinned guy. No, I'll no, be, it's the other way around. I'll betray you. No, no, that's not. It's <laughs> I don't know. Uh-uh. It's, it's, not, <laughs> it's the other way around. And like the dark skinned dudes are the bad guys. Uh, you gotta, you gotta go catch up. You fall uh-oh, behind. Uh oh. In the in the Tyler Perry cinematic universe. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I think about it. I was like, who's going to step up, you know? But also, I was like, I can't die. Now. Probably Carl. Probably yeah. our other friend, Carl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he, he seems like he would. Like, he puts on a lot of stress that he doesn't need to, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like that friend, like, when you're like, oh, man, let's go camping. And then you got the friend who will plan the whole camping trip. Nobody agreed to go camping yet, but he <laughs> planned it out. <laughs> and he's like, why aren't y'all helping me? I was like, well, we were kind of, that was something we said when we were drunk. Well. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Um, what else do we have in common? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Let's talk about how you, uh, in 2019, said you weren't going to date any more white women. And you um, kept to it. Yeah, I've kept, kept to, to it. it. Yeah. Um, clap, clap, clap. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that, that was the easiest way to see how many white women were in here, because you got no claps. You got, <laughs> you got zero claps. That's fine. I mean, I haven't made it through the whole year, but um, <laughs> I did. I've been trying not to date a lot uh, this year because last year I was a pretty much a train wreck, and um, I've only been on two dates this year, um, and I feel fine. You know, I, I love myself, and I'm in a relationship with myself, and, in, and we're happy, and uh, we Netflix and chill like all the time. <laughs> Uh, you are going through. Do you want to talk about this on the podcast? Fuck. Let's let's go. Oh shit. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so you are your marriage is entering a new phase. Yep. That is Polly. Yep. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> collectively the audience went oh <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. And uh, so that's been going on for a short time. Like what? Oh yeah. Two weeks or something. Yeah. It's it's been like. 
It's been a little longer than that. It's been a process, but okay. it's been like yeah, it's been a process. It's been about like I think six weeks. Right, and now uh, the yeah. process is has started to gestate. I heard it started to gestate last night. Yeah, is yeah, that what you're telling yep, me yep, yep. <laughs> so we talked. <laughs> We're talking Again, about stop me if you don't want me to talk I about mean, any of this. I mean, it's too late. It's too late. Way too late. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jesus. Um, <laughs> uh, w- was she a white girl? Uh, I'm not on the same plan as you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's cool if she is. I don't have anything against white girls, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All of my exes are them. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you she, know. Yeah, she was she was a white woman. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> was yeah. she? Was she? Did she have a nice butt? I mean. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, mean, I know you like them. I mean, like, <laughs> like I was telling you backstage, like you know when, when you're like, <laughs> it's if very he is visibly uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because it's like it's such a hard thing to like introduce because you got to be like completely open. Like I'm not mm-hmm. gonna be like surprise. I got a wife. Uh, yeah. So what sure. happens is like you have to stop all the momentum of any flirting to be like, <laughs> just so you know, uh, I have a wife and mm-hmm. I'm not lying about it. So there's like five minutes of like being like, look, I know a lot of dudes lie and say they're in an open marriage when they're not, but you can gotta I, trust can me. Can I be that dude? Can I act <laughs> on that dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, girl, what's up? I just want to let you know. Um, I know a lot of dudes out, a lot, a lot of niggas out here lying, <laughs> hustling, trying to get something from you. I'm just gonna be upfront with you. I'm committed to a woman <laughs> and a family. Yeah, Never yeah. mind. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can't do this bit. I don't know where. I don't yeah. know what the. I don't know. I mean, what it's the, it's a lot of me showing like text messages <laughs> confirming like we are both in this <laughs> together. <laughs> Like she's gonna fuck some dude from Finland, you know? I told like, you, I will, I will be your wingman. I will be. It'd be like it's true. His wife is cool with it. Also, <laughs> if yeah, you yeah, want someone who's not you, married, I'm right yeah, over yeah. here. Right over here, wearing yeah, a suit. Wearing a nothing, suit. <laughs> nothing is gonna make it more believable than one of my friends being like, "He's not lying. He's not. He's uh-huh. not lying. He's for real. Trust us. Trust us." <laughs> you know what's more trustworthy than one man? Two men. <laughs> Trust the both of us. <laughs> Two men with a plan, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Damn. Yeah. I guess we're not hanging out after the show at oh this bar. Oh my gosh. Huh? Yeah, I'm getting the <laughs> fuck out of here. Look, I yeah, but no, it's 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 been chill. Like it's uh, you know, it's like a weird corny like thing of like where I'm like, you know, I don't I don't own your body, you know, you're free to explore whoever you want. And that's for weird sure. for me to want ownership. And you know, also uh Judeo Christian societies have implemented This is mo- every dude in LA. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. Uh shut up. I like how you We get it. <laughs> Ethical polyamory, whatever, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'm just mad because I'm not in anything <laughs> at all. <laughs> I know that's like I, like right now you have to look at me and know I'm getting like two times. Yeah, yeah, for sure. As much. Than I'm, you I'm ethically non-monogamous with myself, as yeah, I mentioned. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm willing to branch out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, before we leave the staging thing, you want to know about us? Any questions? Yeah, any Q and A about the audience? Just I feel like we've bared uh, our souls up. I feel I've bared my. <laughs> whoo. Yeah. I don't have a lot to bear, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I don't have any secrets, really. Yeah, yeah. No, Damn, that's, no. that sucks yeah, for you. No secrets left Shit. on this stage. Fuck. <laughs> well, um, I love you. I love you, too. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey guys, it's Bobby Bones. I host the Bobby Bones Show, and I'm pretty much always sleepy because I wake up at three o'clock in the morning. A couple hours later, I get all my friends together, and we get into a room and we do a radio show. We share our lives, we tell our stories, we try to find as much good in the world as we possibly can, and we look through the news of the day that you'll care about. Also, your favorite country artists are always stopping by to hang out and share their lives and music too. So wake up with a bunch of my friends on Big 104.7 in Pittsburgh or wherever the road takes you on the iHeartRadio app. And we're back. Woo! Bombs were dropped in that previous set. Ooh, bombshell. Hey, you know what? That that set was so pretty, it's a bombshell. <laughs> I this is this is couples therapy, honey, at its best. It's when you are up there, you are making jokes, you're having fun, but you're real. You're in the moment and you reveal. You're real and you reveal. <laughs> and that is what happened in this set. You, you're real and reveal, and the audience squeals. Ooh. Okay, sister. <laughs> um, so, yes. So, uh, if he uh, and his wife are have chosen to be in an open relationship. Yes. And it just got, I mean, I was like thinking about that. I mean, <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not for me, but I was just thinking about. You know, the logistics of it, the appeal of it, the pros, the cons, you know, and thinking about us. And I thought we could like, I like, I don't want to talk about that a little bit. You know, I feel like the best conversations are always on a microphone where you do have <laughs> all the details like a living stenographer to draw upon, you know, days, years, months later. Where you're forced to be on. Yes. <laughs> and therefore, you're cutting out all the parts of the conversation that are boring. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so, okay. This I won't. There's no Look, when we talk about this, we're not kink shaming, okay? Yeah, and it's not even a kink, I would say. It's like, I'm not shaming. Like, ain't no shame in your game. Whatever gets you through. But I just feel like it's funny because I could never. I just, yes. I, was, <laughs> I, I wanted to add that little bit because I believe we're both coming out negative. Could for never. Us, right. For could us. Could never. I mean, could never do it, but at the same time, like, I know people who have done it, not necessarily all their, like, not all their relationships are open, or even to be in a relationship, and they were just open for a period of that relationship, and when I hear them talk about it, they make it sound kind of cool, like, I remember there was a friend who was, like, in an open relationship, and they had been together a long time, and it was a bit of a change, and she was just talking about how it was enjoyable, like, just what it was to be able to hook up with other people, and I remember it was, like, something where it was, like, who knew it would take being in a committed relationship to enjoy casual sex? And I was kind of like, oh my God, I think I get that. I get that characterization. Because I feel like when I was out in these streets, you know, pre-AB, pre-Andy Beckerman, <laughs> you know, I was I was so thirsty, honey. I was like thirsty. I was missing you like the deserts miss the grain. I was like very desperado. And so it made hooking up and all that stuff too fraught. Like it wasn't like a, you know, of course I grew up in the era of Sex of the City where I was supposed to be empowered by doing it, but I like didn't feel it at all and I was so stressed out. And I can imagine that like once you're like, oh, I am loved, I am taken care of, now I can just like enjoy your face and body and not be stressed out about what will happen after. I can see it kind of working. Have you ever like, you've had more like relationships than me. Yes. And some like casual, not like everyone was your girlfriend. Uh, well, yes, I've had a handful of cashies. Uh, <laughs> cashies. I look, here's the thing. I grew up right after the AIDS epidemic. And so. Okay. Where are we going? <laughs> uh, so to me, casual sex equaled death. It really did. Like you're that's afraid. how it was taught in school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, afraid. oh, by the way, if you have sex, uh, you're going to get uh, HIV and you're going to die. So don't. Right. It wasn't. Uh, 
I don't think it came out of like a super Puritan. Maybe they were using it, uh, AIDS as a way to push a kind of like Puritan. Uh, what do they call it when you agenda? don't agenda? Yeah, not agenda, but like when you're when you're not supposed to have sex, abstinence. Yeah, maybe they, like it was a bunch of like uh, a bunch of Christian hypocrites, <laughs> Mike Pence types, who kind of uh, were like, oh man, like rubbing their hands together. I can't wait to use this as a way to push abstinence. Yeah, but definitely like when I was younger, it it really like you you it what there was no thrill to it. It was just scary. Uh-huh. So you, I. It formed me into a person who was like a serial monogamist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really did like, you know, my first relationship in high school, like we stayed together roughly a year. Mm-hmm. And then the next time I got in a relationship in college, it was like most of my college, I, I got together with uh, my first girlfriend. I don't want to name people. Of course not. Of course not. Let them live. They're, uh, thriving, you're, they're <laughs> thriving. You're thriving. There's no need to name names. By the way, you asked me this question. I prepared to say a bunch of like fun things. And then you asked me this and I'm like. This is you every time. It's like literally somehow I'm like, let's have a conversation. You immediately bring up the AIDS epidemic <laughs> and find a way to lure in Mike Pence. So it's like. Okay, Andrew, well, we tell your story. Currently watching Pose season two. Hashtag yes. Emmy Nom. Hashtag Billy Porter Egot. <laughs> hashtag uh you know what? Give Billy Porter a Nobel Peace Prize as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. Give him a Nobel Prize in physics. That's how good his performance is. Honestly, so is everybody's. I would like it if Truly. We, I would like it if the awards could acknowledge more of our pose ensemble because everybody is amazing um hashtag give mj a presidential medal of honor from a different president yes um so back to as you were saying you know what i mean so so then in college was most two i dated two women for like four years total between the two of them so it was i'm really like a monogam a monogamy dude a monogamist egg egg monog (laughs) what's happening here what are we uh, trying to do? I was just playing with the word. Eggmanog? Monog? Oh, missed. Okay, okay. I thought you were trying to make a pun a la Kylie Minog or something like yeah, that. But I was going with that. All right. I did it for you, but that's fine. Um, but I mean, let's be real. You and I have been together almost a decade. Um, and it's funny because even though I couldn't do an open relationship, I also see the value in like, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, gotta miss a bitch, doing a lot of things together. You know, what kind of intrigues me or appeals to me, even though I wouldn't do it because I don't really like most people. <laughs> like, I, like oh. I couldn't, I couldn't oh, do it. Oh, that was so true. But it's like this idea of like, I love the idea of what it would be to kind of spread out your mental illness across multiple partners. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I could use, I could use like, if I didn't have to bring everything to you, uh-huh. that could probably be helpful for you. If I just had like another side piece, like that was just for cuddling and crying. You know what I mean? Like imagine how much more fun and lightness that could inject into our longstanding love. Yeah, but that is intimate. Like to me, like all of it, anything, ever, unless this other person you're just shaking hands with, if that's, <laughs> if that's the limit, I'm like, all right. But anything more like crying, that's that's still a very intimate thing. I think I would feel weird about you going to someone and being like, I'm feeling sad today and then crying with them. And you wouldn't feel relaxed. You wouldn't feel like, whoo, I got a break. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no. And also like it's competition to me. I don't like that feeling. I don't want that in a relationship. I, uh-huh. I don't like competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I mean, it's funny because I'm talking about this because like obviously in my head, of course, uh, you can never talk to any other woman. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, as you said about competition, I'm like, absolutely not. Um, this is very stressful for me. Um, do you really, if I, my female friends, do you have problems with them? 
No, I can't think of them, even though it's funny because I do feel like, well, I guess now, no, you're more 50-50. But there was a time where it did feel like you did have a lot of female friends, more than male friends. Um, Back in New York? Yeah. And now I feel like it's kind of like a 50-50. But I remember thinking like, okay, do I need to be paying attention to the fact that he is attracted to like spending time with all these women? And does that mean it's going to become something else? Because, of course, you and I started as friends who became something else. So I was like, do I need to keep an eye? And then I realized you had no game. And <laughs> Oh, that's it? It wasn't that like you have my heart or that I'm a faithful person. It's I'm... that I suck at game. Cool. Paint me bad. Paint me trash on Mike, Auntie. Sometimes he cannot just let a joke happen. He got to come up in here, pick it apart, make you look bad. Of course. Uh, of course you love me. But also, I don't know. You know, I you know I have trust issues. Yeah, because I don't. I believe you can love somebody wholeheartedly and still have other feelings, right? Like we all contain multitudes. I don't have other feelings. Yes, we're all Walt Whitman in our hearts. <laughs> we're all Walt Whitman. I also like not besides not liking the competition. Like in my mind, there's like I don't know if this is true about open relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, listeners, if you're in an open relationship, please uh, write in and tell us how it really is. But like yeah, in my you- mind. Uh, you have like a number in your head and you're like, oh, my, uh, my spouse is, uh, has slept with blank number of people. Mm-hmm. I got to really up my game. Oh, you mean if you're in open, like you, you need to kind of make sure you guys are doing it at the same rate. Yeah. You just got to stay even. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Cause I feel like even like when you hook up, you know, I mean, you get that oxytocin bonded, it messes with your head. I wouldn't know how to just hook up and not have like an emotional feeling or not be attached you know what I mean it's like I, I don't know how it works like I'm very curious also even just what it is to juggle multiple humans while also staying present in the re- in the primary relationship you're in you know what I mean because we know a couple people who do open relationships kind of exclusively or predominantly and they just like make it look breezy like it's an like easy breezy beautiful open maybe they just don't have as many hangups as we do you know my <laughs> neurons were formed by Puritans in some way <laughs> So yeah. I can't help but like even if I don't e- even if I am um philosophically fine with open relationships, yeah, I am physically not. Right. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't like make it I can't make it work. I don't know how to do it. It feels very tough. If anybody out there has like is like making it work and not getting all twisted up inside, it's I'd also, love to know. I'm because I am fascinated about it. Mm-hmm. I am yeah, fascinated by but it. But here's the thing. It's also tough enough to be vulnerable with just one person. Right. And now, like, I have decades-old friendships where I'm still learning how to be vulnerable with them right. and not just, like, yell kids in the hall quotes at each other. <laughs> I mean, I don't even – it's so funny because I don't even think of myself like now. Again, you and I have been together so long. I don't even know what flirting is. Like, I forgot – Girl, I never knew what flirting was. You were dead correct with your <laughs> assessment. Uh, no, I was. Um, I don't you even – You were dead ass. Dead, Andy, please. You cannot come in here saying dead ass. I can't take it. It is just very, it's like, I couldn't even imagine what it would be to have been out of the game and then trying to like holler. It's just like, what? I don't even know. It's well, Let's ask uh, some recently divorced people what what it's like. Yeah, to get back out there and holler. I mean, shoot. Back, the last thing, the last app I had was okay, Cupid. What are we doing with the swipe and left and right? The last app I had was Angry Birds. Shut up, you loon. Okay, I mean, I think it's, I'm glad we talked about this. I mean, so you don't want me to have someone that I cry and cuddle with. 
no. regardless of gender. If it was, if, if you had this sense that it was purely an emotional love. Well, in some way that's worse. <laughs> Do you know, like, there's also like the like pop culture version of like, my wife's uh, uh, sleeping with a woman. It's cool. And I'm just it's, like, oh God, that's like literally my, like, it's so fucking demeaning. This it, idea yeah. that in some capacity to be in a same sex relationship, quote unquote, doesn't count. It's like literally like the, one of the rudest, the rudest, trashiest, but continue. No, no, that's it. Just like the kind of like oppressive heteronormativity of culture that like tr- that makes that somehow cool, even though I'm like, no, it's che- like cheating is cheating. I love how you and I tried to be breezy and it's literally been <laughs> AIDS epidemic, Mike Pence, oppressive heteronormativity. Um, truly cool and casual. Truly cool and casual. Um, so I think we are going to leave it there, you guys. <laughs> Stay with us on this journey. We got another great set for you after some sweet, sweet break. Hi, I'm Tom Colicchio. I'm a chef, a restaurateur, food advocate, and the host of the new podcast called Citizen Chef on iHeartRadio. People might turn on the news and see the stories about the pandemic, immigration policy, or healthcare. I see stories about food. On this podcast, we'll tour the current political climate, looking for inroads to food wherever we can find them. From the supply chain. And we hear that Tyson might be closing another plant Monday in Tennessee for to labor. It's an executive order on immigration. We want Americans to have the jobs. We want Americans to have the health care. We want to take care of our citizens first. And disaster relief. Our systems cannot handle true disaster, this pandemic. That is the reality. These are the stories of our food. Episode one of Citizen Chef is available now. Subscribe and listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now we're back from that sweet, sweet break, Naomi. <laughs> hey, Andy. <laughs> are, we, are we resetting our emotional core yeah. as we go into the, uh, the bottom ninth? <laughs> Bottom nine. Okay, absolutely not. No more. No sports references ever. Neither of us can do them. <laughs> As we're trying to turn that spare into a strike. <laughs> you guys, I hope that um, after our searing, moving conversation <laughs> about relationships, you're ready for another great set. A set from two close friends. This next set is from Erin Dewey Lennox and Alice Wetterlin. Veterans of our show. Truly. Erin, friend of the show. You know, she's written for MTV, ESPN, and performs all over LA and at festivals around the country. Also, Alice, you know, love, live for her. You've seen her on shows like Silicon Valley and People of Earth. And she has a stand-up special dropping on Amazon later this year. What? Honey, these two ladies are thriving. They are thriving. So you know what? Listen to this set and thrive like them. Roll it. We are, we do, why'd you bring all this stuff? Well, I, don't, I just don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> oh my God, so, so prepared. Um, and that's why we're friends. Okay, so Alice and I met um, because both of our boyfriends were movers. Yeah, um, they, they, yeah and they still are. So. Sure. So I'm just like immediately we were drawn to each other because of like our exceptional taste in men. Right, obviously. Um, and we were going to, like, we thought it would be so fun for this show to make fun of our exes, because obviously we have a lot to we're say. We're not with them still. I mean, Alice, 
<laughs> did marry hers. She did marry him. Yeah, but I was, that's before I got sober, so. <laughs> we all got sober through that divorce. Uh, In one way or another. But then we were like, okay, this is a podcast. We don't want to, like, you know, call them out. That could be embarrassing, upsetting right. for them. Except, well, I, I don't think your ex could ever even, he doesn't know how to use computer. So. Computer. <laughs> That's true. Actually, I one time bought my ex-boyfriend a um, computer that he then lost at a laundromat. <laughs> Just left it at a lot. There's no way he was doing laundry there either. There's so that's, we'll never know what. In fact, him finding it again would be contingent upon him ever doing laundry again. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. I think. But your ex would actually just like enjoy the attention right too much. so that's why we're not so doing we're not going to talk about yeah, that we're not doing it we don't want to that's give why we're that. not going to talk about them uh so i was just like this would be why don't we explain to people how uh you maintain a best friendship uh when one of you is Famous. a dog per <laughs> a dog person <laughs> oh okay and one of you is a cat person well, yeah that's hard to do right and i am uh, and I am saying I'm famous because I, I like to tease Aaron because um, I'm famous. No, um, <laughs> because one time I was, one time Aaron said to me, you know you're not my most famous friend, right? Right, okay, What's okay. What's the real thing that okay. she said to me? It had to be said. I'll just, it needed to be said and I'll tell you why. So uh, I was like musing about destiny one time. And I was like, you know, yeah. Did I want to be on SNL at some point? Yeah, I did. Did I deserve it? <laughs> yeah. And I didn't, though. And I'm like, but it's good that I didn't go the path that I thought I wanted at the time because then I wouldn't have met the amazing people that I know now. Okay, you guys hear it, right? <laughs> you hear what she said. You hear what she said? If I was if I was famous, I wouldn't be friends with you now. <laughs> is what she said, and I just needed her to know that she's not even close to my most famous <laughs> friend. Um, you have know, you I have people who are doing better. Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. He's my friend. Okay. That he's more famous than her. Wouldn't you agree? He is. He is. Jamie. Just by a. Uh, anyway, so but we're gonna talk about how to be best friends like we are, uh, when, when one of you is into dogs and one of you is into cats, okay? Right. okay. And I have this theory. My okay, theory tell is us that, your theory. My theory is that when you are, like, when you're a dog person, you're attracted to friends who act more like a dog. And when you're a cat person, like Alice says, you like people who are more like a cat. And I am more like a cat because I'm a cunt. Graceful. Oh, okay. All right. I'm a mean person. And, and oh, don't talk I about like my friend Aaron that way. I like You're a beautiful person who is wonderful. And you always land on your See, feet. This is how she feels about cats. If I had to say something, that's what I'd say. Right? <laughs> and I like Alice because she's like a dog. She's very so loyal. Oh. And, f and nice and okay. loving. And Thank you. Yeah. So okay. that's because I like dogs. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Well, but I'm... Oh. I think you have to, like, in order to be, like, like the pet that you like, like, you have to embody a little bit of the opposite pet, right? Okay. Like, so I have a dog, but I act more like a cat. Right. Would you agree? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I, I'm of the mother of two cats, and so that means it's like that a dog I'm way to put it, don't you think? Right. <laughs> the mother They're of my two babies. cats. <laughs> yeah, and it's like... Well, Erin has a baby. It's just she, like, never stops talking about it. <laughs> Honestly, forgot until this second. 
You should check on that guy. <laughs> she, won't. she won't stop talking. Uh, we get it. You have a baby. Uh, <laughs> but I do. I, I don't know like who you're owing for, but it's funny <laughs> that you are because it's like it's kind of me. I know it's me. Well, like okay, but I do think like so. Alice is a is a dog who yeah. has a cat, right? So she's okay. like Got she's gonna she's gonna love the, the animal that she lives with more than that animal could ever love her back. You guys, cats are. So you're saying cats can never love back the m the as much as I love right. them. Right. That's, that's right. That's accurate. Which means... Thank you, person who knows my friend Jamie. My famous friend. Wait. So what you're saying is that you, being the cat in the relationship, you'll never love me as much as I love you. Right. That's how it exactly. works. All right. Yeah, that tracks. That tracks. And that's I like how you that, maintain that's kind a of friendship. How we keep it. Because, for instance, like, Erin did not come to my last two birthdays or my wedding, um, but I wanted to hang out with her, so I was like, do you want to do a show? And I said yes. So, and honestly, my response, legitimately, respect. I yeah. mean, that so marriage I did not work out. And I knew here it. we are hanging out, which is, I guess, kind of a dog perspective. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm just fine with whatever she's willing to give me. I'm like, it's I'm a it's cat. <laughs> it's just enough. Yeah, like for her birth, I didn't go to her birthday party, but um, then she came over to my house to get her present. <laughs> Twice. Like what a do that's a dog. That's a dog that's friend. A dog. That's a cute dog. I love her. Oh my god, dog. it's true. It's really true. It's really it extends it's to the way blowing my mind. <laughs> And I came up with it because I'm a cat. Holy <laughs> sh And even if it isn't true, you convince me because you're, you're a cat. Because you're a dog. Um, it I feel like I'm like fucking high right now. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> I do. It like extends to how we treat our animals though too. Because like I, uh, it, like if I'm a cat who has a dog. So it's like if my dog went missing, I'd move on. You know what I mean? Like it's not. I'd be sad. I'd be sad for a second. But like I'd move on within the day is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'd get there. You okay. Know? By contrast, if I, if one of my cats went missing, the way you'd find out about it is that you'd hear about a story of a woman who just like walked across America to try to find her cat <laughs> and eventually just walked into the ocean. <laughs> Do you remember the time that Biscuit went missing? One time Alice's cat, Biscuit, went missing. Sidebar, he was in a I drawer. I have a popcorn that's being made right now. He was just in a drawer. Uh, he was in a drawer. Well, okay, but the, look, they fit in the drawer, so they have to, you know, we understand cats. If I fits, I sits. You know, so they got to go in it and send somebody close the drawer. She called the police. Twi <laughs> several times. They're my friends. Whatever. I was like, hey, guys, what's up? It's me again. Um, I was out of the state, and I was, I was calling people nearby to, like, go check on her because I was concerned she was going to burn down a building, <laughs> like, just separately, not related, <laughs> but just out of pure upsetness. <laughs> Sidebar, um, my friend, another friend had called me the previous day to ask me about career, some career-related thing, and he was, like, freaking out, and I didn't call him back until that day that my cat went missing, and I called him sobbing about my cat. He did not speak to me for three years. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cat. <laughs> That's a cat That's friend. That's my cat friend. That's cat my friend. other cat friend. It's true. He has a cat now, though. So hmm. <laughs> your theory has holes. Okay. 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 But like this morning, real, my dog real was, anecdote. was sneezing for like 15 minutes. And instead of like seeing if he was okay, I just gently, gently shoved him out of the door and shut the door behind him. Because it was loud. Well, okay. 
he's he's fine. It turns out he came back. This morning, my cat. I'm this is I'm not making this up. 5 a.m. has an asthma attack. What does that mean? <laughs> a cat has an asthma attack? What are you even saying right now? How would you know that? Okay, because I thought he was having tons of hairballs, and I took him to the vet, and they were like, "It's are, is he making the hairballs?" And I was like, "No, he's just coughing up hairballs, but nothing's coming." And they're like, "Oh, he has asthma, so he's allergic to himself." <laughs> I guess okay. I don't know. Okay. And they were like, "You have to treat the asthma." So I got. Like, did you pay them for? Well, this? yeah, of course I did. You know, it's my baby, so I got him a um, a cat inhaler. Oh my god! You fucking. This is I saw that earlier and thought it was a dildo and was no, more comfortable <laughs> thinking that you were carrying around a dildo a than dildo. that you're carrying around a fucking inhaler for it's a cat. <laughs> why do you, why would you carry it in your bag though? Well, because I never want to be, I never want to be around a cat having an asthma attack and not be prepared <laughs> for the. This is such a dog thing to say. Fuck, you're right. It's such a dog thing to say. It's really cute. You just put it on his little and you're like. He hates it, but it's great. It's cute that he hates it. Um, and honestly, okay, well, I and I do, I do dog things. I did, I did buy. Okay, so I did buy Biscuit uh, an air purifier. What? Um, How much was it? It's fine. <laughs> it's a good air purifier. How so many it's dollars? A, it's like the amount a good air purifier is. More than a hundred? Five hundred dollars. Oh my it's a god, Dyson. It's a Alice. Dyson. It's a Dyson. You it bought my baby a single bottle. <laughs> and a book. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Five hundred dollar air purifier? Well, obviously I use it too. And I was okay, so did I tell you that I told you the story though, that I went at no. Best Buy and I bought the air purifier. No. I never told you this? No. I went to I went to Best Buy. I feel like this isn't the time. I bought an air purifier. You have to understand. Okay. So I I had <laughs> a Dyson clearly labeled Dyson air purifier and I was walking out to my car which was like right by the front and there was this table with two high school girls selling something. I don't remember what it was, but like they commented on my Dyson air purifier and I was like embarrassed. <laughs> Rightfully <It's> so expensive. <laughs> And I was like, you know, they're like, oh, that's a good one, something like that. And I was like, well, my, you know, my baby's got asthma, so. <laughs> right, and like, I know, I know, that's the, okay, so, and then she goes, oh, how many do you have? And I was like, two. You didn't, you didn't tell her that it's not a human. Well, they are my babies. A human baby. They are, I care about them. You didn't tell them. her that it was. Well, no, because I thought it was, I'm getting in my car. I'm going to drive away from this conversation. So I was, and, and she was like, how old are they? And I was like, I was getting in the car, you know? So I, I just said two. And I was getting in the car. They're not I even two. two. They're not. I, they're not at all. I don't know why I said two because they're actually, they're just small. They're like, t they toddle, you know, so they're So I said that and they were There's like. There's two of them. And this is the point at which no return. I should have probably just, they go, should the girl goes, oh my God, you look great. Because she thought I had two year old <laughs> twins. And I was like, at that point, I was like, okay, this has to. And I was like, no, 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 no. I didn't have, I didn't have. Babies. Well, that's the thing you wouldn't let her believe—that <laughs> <laughs> you burst these children that don't exist. I was like, I didn't have them, and she was like, oh, you adopted, and I was like, yeah, because I did, shit. I did adopt. It's not like I. Holy shit. <laughs> 
Oh my god. <laughs> and and here's the part, and then we're in a conversation. There's more to this. Yes, there's a lot more. She goes, she goes. Oh, that's amazing. I was in the system, so. You did not tell a person who um, we've I mean, got to get out of here. I was thinking I like, like you're going to be arrested. I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking. Well, she wasn't in that system, you know. <laughs> I, and I was like, oh, you know. And so I realized there's no way I can tell her it's cats. And um, and then we were just talking about like the way, you know what to do for your adopted kids and like the way great ways different because I've okay. done research you know and I was okay. like yeah it's good you know if I have a child of colors like I want there to be other influences in your life because as a white woman and that's like cut to ten minutes okay, later this and I'm bitch still is a cat <laughs> you know what I take it back you're a cat I'm a cat that's a goddamn cat Diabolical thing to do all right that's it for us thank you so much. What a fun time. What a fun, you know, life. I was going to say life. <laughs> like I'm looking back like I'm in a hospice I, bed or something. I know, you're like, oh, it's been a fun life. It's been a good time looking back on this episode. I mean, are you a cat person? Are you a dog person? Are you in an open relation or are you Puritans like Naomi and myself? <laughs> We're not Puritans. We're just mostly like lazy misanthropes <laughs> with very tight buttholes. Uh, <laughs> um, so, you know what? A lot to unpack. As always, holler at us, at Naomi and Andy on Twitter. Yeah. Let us know. Or at Blacktress or at Andy Beckerman. All right, babies. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. The 27 Club is a podcast about famous musicians who died prematurely and sometimes mysteriously at the age of 27. This podcast is hosted by me, Jake Brennan, creator and host of the award-winning music and true crime podcast, Disgraceland. Season 2 of The 27 Club launches June 18th, 2020, with 12 episodes on the life and death of Jim Morrison of The Doors. The 27 Club contains adult content and explicit language. You can listen to The 27 Club on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, young world, the world is yours. It is I, OCT, the producer of the Baller Alert Show podcast, featuring none other than myself and the kid Ferrari Simmons with your favorite Ethiopian Sue Solo. <laughs> Show podcast is here for you, keeping you in the know with the latest of your favorite celebrities, current events, and providing free games to the listeners in need. So join the talk of the town because it's going down. It's the Brawler Alert Show podcast, baby. Don't, don't you ever forget. We not only cover the latest in entertainment, but we're bringing you the entertainment directly from the source. That's right. We have celebrity guest hosts, exclusive interviews, and it all goes down on the Brawler Alert Show podcast. We are your number one source for the culture. So, like DJ Khaled says, don't ever play yourself join the conversation today head on over to the ball alert show and join me ferrari simmons join me Sue solo and it's all produced by me oct on the ball alert show podcast available on iHeartRadio app on apple podcast or wherever you get your podcasts